it's Julie. And if you're listening to this, you probably know that about seven months have gone by since we posted episode two. And I can tell you that Maeve and I have been busy and that we haven't seen much of each other because that's true. But I can also tell you that the times that we did see each other, we sat before the microphone and found a million excuses to not work on episode three because that's also true. It's just easier to do easier things. So this episode, episode 2.5, is a quest for truth. What happened in the last seven months? What have you been doing for the last seven months? What has everyone been doing for the last seven months? I took the streets to find out. Excuse me, sir. Do you mind if I ask you a really quick question for a podcast that I'm recording? Uh, am I going to be recorded? Please? No, 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 no. It's just, okay. it's just going. Uh, what have you been doing for the last seven months? Working. Working? Yes. Working hard. What have you been doing the last seven months? <laughs> the last seven months? That's kind of a loaded question. I've been working. Working hard. <laughs> um, yeah, she laughed and walked away. But it's okay. I get it. It's a weird question. I like this guy's response. The past seven months of traveling, working at this store, writing, driving around, hanging out with my cat, visiting my mom. Cool. Taking the train, long distances overnight. And then? That's it. This happened. Hi. Hi. Good, how about you? I'm Julie. I just wanted to introduce myself. I'm a huge fan of the work you you do. Actually, I was hoping yes, that uh, freakishly high pitch that you hear is me fangirling over none other than the photographer and curator of Humans of New York, Mr. Brandon Stanton. If you don't know Humans of New York, it's a photojournalistic blog that shows photos of New Yorkers captioned with a snippet of a conversation about their lives. And that description doesn't even do it justice. It's totally beautiful, and his work was actually one of the biggest influences for our podcast. It's raw storytelling. So when I ran into him on a sunny Tuesday morning in Bryant Park, he agreed to sit and chat. Seven months. Okay. Yeah. Whenever you're ready. Or we're recording already. We're, yeah, we're recording. <laughs> this whole thing has well, been going. I'm glad it's not. I'm glad we're not comparing my last seven months to the last seven months in uh, a horrible war zone. Oh, uh, yeah. So I, I, you know, it's really hard for me to get perspective off seven months because, you know, it's, it's hard for me to really get any sort of perspective at all because my days are so cyclical and it's, it's so much about doing the same thing every single day um, and then trusting that something that will, will build out of that. So, you know, I, I don't even really have weekends necessarily. Like I don't ever know what day of the week it is because so much of my focus is always on this next 24 hours and it's very much the same thing every day. I, you know, walk out, I stop random people, I photograph them, I interview them, and then I do that, which then goes on the blog immediately. Yeah. Um, And then, in addition to that, I have, you know, done about 300 days of filming, where I have filmed interviews with people, and those have not been shared yet. Those are something I'm stockpiling. So that is a much longer-term project. Um, So between the two of them, 
you know, I interview, you know, deep kind of 45-minute interviews with about six or seven people, you know, every single day, and that's what I have to do just to keep things moving forward, just to kind of keep things floating. Yeah. So, yes, my last seven months has been a mishmash of 24-hour periods where I wake up, and no matter how I'm feeling, no matter what the weather is like, um, no matter, you know, what is going on in my life at that time, I need to find six or seven people and learn deeply their stories in order to keep everything moving. So, that has been my last seven months. Do you feel like it still revives you talking to people? Oh, yeah, you know, sometimes it can be, it's, it's very similar. I think, you know, it's any time there's somebody is doing something artistic that becomes a career that becomes a means of subsisting of making a living um you know i think that this pattern kind of emerges where there is a a level of effort that comes i mean in, in the bottom line if you're doing something for a long period of time like the motivation the the passion the the enthusiasm will subside and it will be replaced by discipline. You know, at the bottom of everything is discipline. If you're going to do something for an extended period of time, you can't drive it on emotion. There's got to be discipline, and I'm very disciplined. I get out and I do it every single day. Now, there is a hump in the morning that I have to get over a lot of times to get out there. But then once I get out there in the field, once I start talking to people, once I start learning people's stories, yes, that enthusiasm comes rushing back. So the enthusiasm still exists, the passion still exists, you know, it's within a framework of discipline, you know, it's just like, I don't wake up every morning just dying to get outside anymore, I, I don't think you can sustain anything. Um, for a period of, I don't know how long have I been working on this now, 400 times 6, you know, 2,500 days, um, I don't think you can sustain anything every day on that based on pure emotion and enthusiasm, but yes, I still have the greatest job in the world, but it's in within the framework of a job. Remember, this is the guy who's made a career out of talking to strangers, and I think he'd agree that starting any kind of creative pursuit requires playfulness, uh, seeing yourself as a beginner and a, definitely a degree of recklessness. But what Stanton's describing is this shift, this ability to keep at something when it doesn't feel or look how you thought it would. You know, I think a lot of reasons artists fail is because they think it's going to be all butterflies and music the entire time. And then when that subsides, when a day comes that inevitably it will, when you don't wake up and you're just jonesing to make art, um, you know, it's so easy for that day to turn into two days and three days and four days and five days. Uh, it's like, you know, a lot of times the more days I take off, it's not energizing. It's almost, it gets me into a routine of not working. Uh, and so it's like the more days that I take off, the more difficult it is to come back to work as opposed to, you know, feeling refreshed. Um, and so it's that, you know, I think that it's a reason a lot of artists fit, fail down is because they they don't want to ever see themselves as having a job. They never want to view their their art as a job. They don't ever want to view their art as work. They want it to be play all the time. Um, and, you know, I think viewing your art as work and having holding yourself accountable to an amount of work every single day, viewing it somewhat as a job and creating a structure and instilling discipline is what allows an artistic pursuit to be sustainable.
I can't think of a better person to kick us back into gear. So we're back, and thanks for sticking with us. Maeve will be with us next month. You'll be hearing from three new guests, people we know, people we don't know, one really old guy who kind of hit on us. Um, We dug for this episode, though. We talked to a lot of people, and it's all surrounding the most fun theme of all, insecurity, uh, which means that the last few months have set the scene for a handful of scenarios like this one. I'm standing outside the door of a party. Maeve just went in to grab her jacket, and I overheard her asking somebody about their biggest insecurity. We're talking 20 seconds later. Amazing.